following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. All right. Hey, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. So good to be here tonight. So great to have our kids in here with us tonight. And check this out. All of our kids on, the, on your way in, you should have received some uh, little cool stuff from our coastal kids. Uh, uh, Miss Janet, I wanted to make sure you were well taken care of. Uh, there is a nativity activity pad and crayons and stickers. So for all the kids and kids at heart, um, and there's some pretty difficult puzzles in there. Let me tell you this. I'd, uh, I was trying to do those earlier. Hey, um, Scientists tell us that the longest night of the year is uh, December the 21st. What, what do they refer to it as? Anybody know? The winter solstice. Very good. But every child and every parent knows that the longest night of the year is not December 21st. It's tonight. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. So here's my promise to you tonight. I'm going to do my very best not to make it last uh, any longer. Um, let me ask you a question. What will you find at Christmas? You know, most of the season, we spend a whole lot of time uh, searching, searching for the perfect gift, searching for bargains, searching for just that right decoration, searching on Amazon. How many of you are so thankful for Amazon Prime? You would not have Christmas if it wasn't for Amazon. Uh, searching the, for that last remaining parking spot over at Costco or, or Walmart. Uh, we spend a lot of time searching. A lot of people, though, miss the very first Christmas because they were too busy. They were searching for other things. Think about it. The politicians missed the first Christmas. The business community missed it. The, uh, the innkeeper missed the first Christmas. Even the religious establishment missed the first Christmas because they were looking for other things. The only people who actually enjoyed the very first Christmas almost 2,000 years ago were the people who were looking for it. The angels told the shepherds, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And the shepherds said, let's go and see. They found Jesus because they were searching for him. They were looking for him. In fact, later on, another group, we call them the wise men, they found Jesus because they too were seeking him. So let me ask you a question. Again, what will you find at Christmas? What will you find? I'll tell you what you're going to find. You'll find whatever it is you're looking for. Whatever it is you're looking for. Now let me explain. I, I am not, what I don't mean is that if you're here tonight and you're looking for a pony, okay, tomorrow morning, uh, or you're looking for a new car or an iPhone 10 or an engagement ring, um, I, I'm not saying that you're going to find that in the morning, okay? Sorry to disappoint you. Um, but here's what I do mean. The Bible says, you will find me, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so whatever it is that you are sincerely searching for in life with your whole heart, you will end up finding it. You know, we've been in this series, uh, the month of December, called Grateful. And each week we've talked about something that we have to be grateful for. And tonight, I want to give you a couple of reasons to be grateful for Christmas by reminding you of two simple things that you can find at Christmas if you'll sincerely look for them. Number one, I am grateful for Christmas because at Christmas I can find peace. I can find peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, 
and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of what? What's the word? Peace. In Luke 2.14, the angels announced to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth on all, to, who, to all whom God favors. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. But Pastor Chris, you know, are you crazy? You know, Christmas and peace? I mean, those two things go together like, I don't know, Taylor Swift and relationships, Right? I mean, Christmas and peace. Pastor Chris, have you, have you driven in afternoon traffic here in Charleston? Have you been to Walmart lately? Pastor Chris, it's obvious that it's been a long time since you've had children under five because Christmas and peace don't seem to go together. Now, the problem, however, is with our understanding of the word peace. You know, we equate peace with quiet, stillness, a lack of fighting or hostility. But think about it. If that's actually what peace is all about, then we have very little understanding of that very, very first Christmas with Mary and Joseph. I mean, do you think it was peaceful telling your friends and family that you're going to have a baby, but the father is not your fiance, it's the Holy Spirit of God? Now, the kids are in here tonight, so I'm going to let parents explain that one. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, you know, your fiancé is, uh, is going to break it off, but an angel of God has to tell him not to. You travel 80 miles by donkey while you're nine months pregnant because the government commands you to do so. And when you get to your destination, it is so busy and so crowded that you have to stay in a barn with a bunch of noisy, stinky animals. And when the baby is born, you've got to lay him in a feeding trough. Afterwards, you find out that your country's leader wants him dead, so you have to flee like a fugitive. Not exactly our understanding of, of peace. You know, to many people, peace means drinking enough until I'm numb and I no longer feel any pain. For other people, it means hopping from relationship to relationship, hoping that somebody will fill the void in my life. For some, it means being busy and staying busy all the time so that at night I just collapse into bed so I don't have to think. Because anytime I'm quiet or still long enough, those haunting thoughts come crashing into my mind and I don't like it. For other people, peace means working and working and working so I can afford all the trappings of this world of what they say success really means to prove that I am somebody. But deep down in your heart, you're going, I don't feel like anybody. That's not peace. Let me tell you what real peace is. Real peace is a person. It's having a personal relationship with Jesus, God's son, the prince of peace, and becoming friends with God. Real peace is knowing that no matter what I do, God is never going to stop loving me. Real peace is knowing that no matter what happens, God will never leave me. Real peace no, means that no matter what happens in 2018, the year ahead, I know that God is going to give me the strength to face it, to handle it. Real peace is living by God's word, the Bible, so that I can avoid a lot of the needless hang-ups and hurts and habits that plague so many people's lives. That's real peace. And friends, it is only found in a personal relationship with Jesus, not religion, a relationship with him. 
And if you sincerely search for that with your whole heart, you will find it. And that's something to be grateful for at Christmas. Number two, I'm grateful for Christmas because at Christmas, I can also find salvation. Salvation. Luke 2.11, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Listen, Jesus didn't come to scare you. He came to save you. Now, why in the world do we need a Savior? It says, a Savior has been born. Well, let me cut to the chase. The Bible says that God is actually a holy God and heaven is a perfect place. Now, we like to think that we can you know, earn our way into heaven, we can kind of work our way into heaven, and we kind of think that God you know, has this naughty and nice list, right? And if I can just be good enough, just be nice enough, maybe my nice will outweigh my naughty and I can get off the naughty list and I can make it onto the nice list and I can sneak into heaven. The only problem with that scenario is that God doesn't grade on a curve. It is pass-fail. I want you to see something tonight. We are all on the naughty list, okay? We've all blown it, and you can't work your way onto the nice list because the standard of judgment, listen, it's not me, it's not Pastor Chris, it's not you, it's not your neighbor, it's not your coworker. it's not that crazy family member. You know, we all have that uncanny ability to find people that we deem, you know, worse off than we are. But the standard of judgment, the standard of pass-fail, again, it's not me, you, it's not Billy Graham, it's not Mother Teresa, it's not the Pope or anybody else, it is is God. It's the holiness of God. And with that as the standard, listen, we all fall short. I'm a sinner and so are you. We are all on the naughty list. So God, in his great, great love for you, Listen, for you, when, when God sees this building tonight, he doesn't see a crowd. He sees you, your name, your story. And so God, in his great love for you, he came up with another way, another plan. He sent a savior, a savior, so that we could get into heaven on his shoulders. A perfect savior who was willing to take on, listen to this, all of our sin. And then transfer to us, transfer to our account, all of his perfect righteousness. Now, how in the world does that transfer happen? How does it take place? Well, it's very, very simple. You trust him. You believe. John three sixteen. for God so what? So loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Eternal life. That's right. Notice what it says. Everyone who believes. How do you let Jesus save you? You just admit that you need it. You believe he is who he says he is. That he is God's son, the Messiah, who was crucified for my sin and yours. But three days later, he rose from the dead to prove he was who he said he was. That he conquered death. That he conquered sin. He conquered the grave. And he is alive. Listen to me. There aren't naughty people and nice people. There are naughty people and forgiven people. Forgiven people. Nice people. Good people don't get to go to heaven. Forgiven people do. 
And that's the most priceless gift you could ever receive, the gift of forgiveness. And God offers it to you at Christmas and all year long to have your past forgiven, your slate wiped clean, a fresh start, a new life. Listen, not a new leaf, a new life. That is the good news, and it is something to be so grateful for this Christmas. And if you're looking for it, if you're looking for it with all your heart, you'll find it. The problem is, however, we often don't know what it is we're really looking for in life. We think we're looking for all kinds of other things, happiness, and so we go out and try to find different kind of things to to meet that need, or we think we're looking for love or success or meaning. We think we're looking for all these things, but actually what we're really looking for, it's God. That's what you're searching for. Don't you see God's behind all those other things? In fact, the Bible talks about how how God has placed within all of us a God-shaped vacuum in our hearts and in our soul that nothing else can fill but him. And your heart is gonna be restless until you find your rest in him. Now here's the good news. You ready for this? All the time that you have been looking for God, all the time that you've been searching for anything to fill that longing in your heart. God has been searching for you. And that's why he sent Jesus at Christmas. Listen, he was on a rescue mission for you. The Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And while you've been seeking, he's been seeking you. Listen, that's the reason for this season and every season. Don't you see? Listen, Jesus is not the reason for the season. You are. You are. I am. It was It was our sin, my sin, your sin, that caused God to give up his one and only son. You are the reason that Jesus came, lived, died, and rose again. God didn't send Jesus, his one and only son, to the earth so that he could be an ornament on a tree or the focus for a month. Jesus doesn't want to be a reason for a season. He wants to be the center of your life. He wants to be the reason you exist. He wants to be the Lord and Savior of all. He came to earth seeking you, and whether you know it or not, whether you recognize it or not, you are seeking him. And what better time than Christmas for us to make contact? You know, can you imagine ever being given a gift at Christmas and never unwrapping it? I mean, say, that, that'd be silly, Pastor Chris. Well, think about it. Let's say that you gave me a, a special gift for Christmas. I mean, you really put a lot of time and effort and thought and in, in personal expense in getting me just the perfect gift. Tickets to the national championship game. Anyway, and, um, <laughs> and you thought about me while you wrapped it, and uh, it was really pretty and beautiful. It had a bow on it and everything, and I took it home. Okay, and I put it up on a mantle, uh, you know, in our living room. And about a year or so later, you came over to my house and you looked in the living room, and there on the mantle, I still had that same gift all wrapped up. I never opened it. I mean, you think that was crazy, right? I mean, you would ask me, Pastor Chris, you know, I gave you that gift like last year. 
You know, why didn't you unwrap it? And I went, well, you know, I just love the wrapping paper. It's so pretty and the bow, and, and it really kind of matches the decor of our room, and I just didn't want to mess it up. And, you know, one of these days, I'll get around to it. I'll open it one of these days. You'd say, that was crazy. And yet some of you, you go Christmas after Christmas after Christmas, you have celebrated every Christmas as many years as you've been alive. And you know the songs, and you know the story, and you know what it's all about, but you personally have never unwrapped the gift. You're still just enamored with all the packaging. I mean, come on. What gives? I mean, what is the logic behind that? When God says, listen, I sent Jesus on a rescue mission and I want to offer you forgiveness and peace and eternal life and meaning and fulfillment and joy and you've never unwrapped it? I mean, be serious. You are never going to be offered a greater gift than that. So tonight... As we close, I want to invite you to pray with me what we call the seeker's prayer. That you, just like the wise men, would say, I'm going to seek Jesus. Because if you will seek him with all your heart, you can find him tonight. So I want you to bow your heads and pray with me. Let's close with prayer. And if you're ready tonight, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're ready tonight to pray that prayer, if you're ready tonight to receive Jesus into your life as your own personal Savior and Lord and to open that gift tonight, pray something like this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing me here tonight. I've known for a long time that something was missing from my life. I just didn't realize it was you. Thank you for seeking me even when I ignored you. God, I want to know the truth about you, about myself, and about life. Jesus, I want to get to know you. Tonight, I put my trust in you and in you alone. I believe. I believe you are God's son, my savior. And as much as I know how, I ask you tonight to come into my life. Please, God, forgive me for all that's been wrong in my life. Tonight, I accept your gift of peace and your gift of forgiveness. And now, God, for the rest of my days, I just want to become more and more like you see me tonight. Your son, your daughter, your adopted child into your family forever. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. 
From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.